The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. believe in oral supplements, you know, vitamins, minerals, et cetera, antioxidants. And if so, what do you think their role is in general for the average person? And what is their role in your practice? I believe that there is a role for supplementation. And I'll tell you why. Part of it is the foods and the nourishment that we consume, even when we're including healthy foods, fruits and vegetables. Uh, how things are sourced, how they are grown. I often will say, how was this thing born? Where was it born and how was it cared for during its infancy? So when we are transporting food from other countries, when it is going through multiple temperature changes, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, cleaned in one place, it's prepped in another, it's frozen and shipped to another place. As that happens, that's called processing we lose the quality of the true nature of that food as if we had gone out, sourced it ourselves and put it on the table. So inherently, no matter what, if you're shopping outside of your home, (laughs) (laughs) then there there are foods that are not always as nourishing as we would like them to be. The second thing is being mindful that foods are now, in order to be more convenient foods, and examples are foods with no seeds, foods with with no Uh skin, all of those things, well, there's a process to get them that way. They weren't born that way in their original state. That's genetically modifying them. Those nutrient sources are not always as reliable. And then when we factor in fast food, food that uh, it it gets you from A to B and B to C, Mm. but but it's the things that it's doing in the background. It's the difference between if you have a luxury vehicle um, and you, you're supposed to put premium in it, but you only put in, uh, you know, just regular. It's yeah. going to get you there, but eventually the performance of that vehicle is going to tell the truth about what you've been putting in it. And so oftentimes we do need to, uh, or we can benefit from supplementation. My two points with that is making sure you know which supplements you really need and then where you source them. So the quality factors in as much as you taking it. I love that you also said that um, ultimately your body will expose your truth. Right? There's only so long. It could be years, could be decades, but there's yes. only so long that our bodies, you know, tolerate <laughs> yes. that, whether or not we honor our temples. Thank you for yes. that. 
So let's let's pivot a little bit. Let's get a little bit personal, Dr. Jada. All right. <laughs> what is the difference between health and wellness in your mind? The difference between health and wellness in my mind is health is is health is a state. It is, I mean, it is it it's a given. We we are given health. And it's either good, bad, you know, functional, not functional. So I believe that health is given to each one of us. Mm. Wellness is how we harness our experience of that health and how that sets us up for a life of ease and enjoyment and productivity and flourishing and growth and high energy and vibrancy and vitality. Or the opposite. Are we tired, no energy, irritable, frustrated, brain foggy? Are we feeling shortchanged? Are we depressed, anxious, um, joint pains, uh, hair loss, loss of libido? Like, are we experiencing a montage of symptoms that serve to let us know that physically we are out of alignment? for our best experience in this container. So I believe that wellness is not only uh, a state, but it is a way of existing and a way of life and being. So health is a state. Wellness is a mind, is a mindset. Good health is great, but wellness is fabulous. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because you feel it. You yes. feel well. Yes. Yes. And we're all grateful, you know, to be healthy, but I do agree that there's a little extra something, something that when we are feeling, yes, that when we are feeling well, it's just like, hmm, try try and stop me now. (laughs) We're in the overflow. (laughs) We're in the overflow. And what does wellness specifically mean for you? How do you do wellness? Wellness for me is, first of all, feeling that my body is supporting all of the things that I desire for it to support. If I want to get up and walk, run, jog, do yoga, if I want to play outside with my kids, if I want, if I need to dash through the airport, which could happen, (laughs) if I want to travel, if I want to um, be on a ride or get in a boat, the, the, the ability to be fluid with how my body shows up for me. That is one of the one of the things that I really take seriously. The other thing is my overall sense of well-being. And that it goes back to alignment. And while we are specific often when we have the conversation around health and wellness, there's a tendency to slant immediately towards the physical frame or the physical container. Yes. However, I will say to you the physical is one element of all these other capacities that if you are not well, you feel it in the physical. So in those uh, high-vibing relationships, in um, being of service and feeling uh, excited about my contributions to the world, feeling that my purpose is being revealed and executed day after day, believing that my voice matters and that I can communicate that and that I can be in relationships that reciprocate communication that is open, that is evolving, that is elevating. 
and that I could have the discernment to know the difference. And then I have the wherewithal and, and I have the permission that I've given myself out of a strong spiritual sense of self and the essence of who I am yes. to determine when spaces and places are right for me and when they are not. Correct. And so I believe that we really have to be in these high levels of alignment to experience the physical benefits that we want to experience. We've got to look at what else is going on. So for me, I am highly in tune and I'm always on a path of uh, self-awareness, self-discovery, self-exploration. And not because I feel the need to judge myself and that I feel the need for perfection, but because I desire to get the most out of my experience. And that requires me to be inquisitive and to be curious about my highest potential. This is me dropping the mic. It was a pen, but you get the point. I mean, that was outstanding. I, I've written down so many things, so many pearls of wisdom from you, Dr. Jada. Spaces, places, and if I may dare add, and faces may not be right for you, meaning faces, meaning the people. And then regarding um, wellness, if I may summarize, it sounds as if your fluidity or being fluid with your activities is really about listening to your body and how it shows up for you and then allowing I know so many people, listen, myself included, I have a schedule. So I say, well, I have to schedule yoga. I have to schedule, you know, Pilates. I have to, you know, I wake up and I have to have a schedule of things that I'm doing, including the things that I'm doing for my well-being. And sometimes that could be actually stressful. Whereas if I, you know, waking up, you know, being grateful for a good night's sleep or even, <laughs> even nightmares, whatever, maybe they're trying to communicate something with me, always grateful. Um, but to wake up and automatically think, oh, yeah, I have a, a schedule of exercise or I have a schedule of, you know, what I'm going to eat or what I'm not going to eat can be stressful. So just letting go, releasing the expectation, listening, you know, scanning your body and listening and then allowing it to show you how your body is showing up for you, I think is a really an essential step in the wellness you know, in someone's wellness routine or how they take care of themselves. Would you agree with that? I absolutely agree. I believe that we have been, for those who have been good little girls and good little boys, <laughs> have been um, operating under a, a borrowed existence of expectations. Mm -hmm. And those largely are the expectations of others. If yes. we go back to time gone, back, gone by, that may be the expectation of parents, teachers, principals, band instructors, you know, and all the people up until this point. Well, I believe at a certain point we, we get to look at what is so in our lives right now. And if I were the leader of my life, what would I keep and what would I release and begin to operate under that premise that you do get to be the leader now mm -hmm. and you get to be the one that decides and you get to be the one who chooses day by day by day based on that decision, which I do make a distinction between. And so I believe as we get into the places of permission and allowing, as you mentioned earlier, to just be. Now, it may come with some awkwardness. It may come with some unfamiliarity. It may come with some uncomfortable experiences. And I borrowed that from one of my coaches not that long ago. But that may be the example that we need to show that we are going into a new way of being and a new way of um, existing. 
and stepping away from this constant need to do, 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 do to the expectations of others. We get to decide for ourselves. We get to make choices accordingly and we get to show up how we are. And I trust that who we really are is going to be far more deliverable than who we've been performing to be because we're getting exhausted with that. Yes. Understood. (laughs) Understood. (laughs) So that was a beautiful overview. Now, getting a little bit deeper into your personal wellness routine, describe when you wake up in the morning, describe your average day. And I know your average day is probably a most fabulous day, but just describe your average day. You wake up at five or six or whatever o'clock in the morning. And then how does, how do you begin? Well, you must be at my home because I usually wake (laughs) up between five and six. One, all of my children are old enough that I don't have to do that anymore. But my daughter gifted me her cat to to, uh, watch (laughs) while she's in college. And her cat is on a schedule that happens to become my schedule, too. (laughs) Nonetheless, nonetheless. And by the way, I've never touched a cat before this cat. So that's a different story. But I wake up in the morning and I am an early riser, no matter what time I go to bed, which is why I'm going to tell you how to close out my day. But I'm an early riser and I spend the first few minutes of my day just getting attuned with how I'm feeling Mm. and what my thoughts are in the very moment I wake up, whether they're anxious thoughts, thoughts of worry, thoughts of delight, thoughts of excitement, whatever those are, I take a quick inventory. And from there, I determine where I'm going to be guided in my meditation moments. Uh. And my meditation may last three minutes. It may last 30 minutes. It all depends on where, where the time and the guidance to do so. So I'm going to have quiet time, in other words, that I am getting still and understanding what next and what is my assignment for the day. After meditation, prayer, and um, kind of grounding myself, my I'm a morning workout person. So I'm immediately getting ready to put my clothes on and I'm hitting it. Whether yeah. I'm going for a power walk, adding in some resistance training, doing yoga and stretch, functional strength training. And I usually will try to morph those all into one One. workout (laughs) for the essence of time and the essence of results. So I'm going to get my physical activity in. Before that, I'm going to drink a tall glass of water. I believe that when we start our morning with a tall glass of water, we begin to circulate our energy and we begin to wake up our bodies and we begin to turn on our thirst center that says drink water the rest of the day. Yes. <laughs> yes. From, from there, I put uh, good fortifying thoughts into my um, space. So that means I'm either reading something, I'm, I'm listening to uh, videos or replays or The something. Forever Fat Podcast. The Forever Fat Podcast. I'm <laughs> listening to something that is attuned to where I believe that I am aligning for the day to stay in alignment. So I'm always adding in there. And from there, I uh, will begin to go into the things that I need to do for the day and begin to execute my work time and uh, all of those things that I'm doing for that purpose. I do uh, get food in those as well. I'm typically eating from home. Sometimes I do store something from somewhere else. It's usually going to be vegetables, protein salads. um, And I 
try to end my day. And this has been something that I've been working on, uh, actively working on is ending my work day earlier. Mm. I've always, I've been conditioned to work long hours. Yes. Understood. And uh, that we, we do that well. We do that well. And that has been hard fought uh, for transition and transformation for some time now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have been putting things in place, including people in place to understand that what's going to help me to be at my best now is to have bigger gaps between work and output and the time that I have for input. Spend my evenings with my family, talking more, and I try to be in bed somewhere between 10 and 11. Okay. That's a full day. It's a full day. It's a full day, but it sounds like a well-rounded, grounded, grateful, gracious day. All of that. All of that. Yeah. (laughs) And so what about fashion? I mean, that must contribute to how you're feeling because certainly fashion contributes to how I feel on a day-to-day basis. So what's your fashion quotient? I mean, when you go to the office, I know like what you have on is amazing. I'm loving that one shoulder situation, you know, flexing the muscles. I love that. So what would you say is your fashion sense? Is it sort of casual chic? Is it elegant? Is it more, you know, conservative professional? I'm going to go with casual chic. So yes. I, I like to be comfortable. I like to be able to move with ease and I like to be cute or sexy <laughs> or both. So, <laughs> so I'm often going to wear something. It may, even if it's not the entire outfit, something's going to be my little set it off. And one thing I absolutely love to add to no matter what, and I think it's fashion because I get to wear it. Yes. Is a nice perfume. Mm, yes. Yeah. Because that definitely, you know, different, as, as everyone knows, different sense affects different brains differently and can conjure yeah. up memories or different yes. emotions. It really, yes. there is, there is quite an art and a science yes. to, you know, perfumes and scents. Yes. yes. Now yes. I see that you have on this amazing Beautiful red lipstick. So what is your beauty routine? So I'm really uh, more so into skincare than makeup, mm-hmm. but I'm getting into makeup, especially being on so much camera, but it's got to <laughs> be simple and easy and it's got to be yeah. good for my skin. Agreed. So uh, my morning routine and my evening routine for my skin are very similar. I start with a nice cleanser. I exfoliate probably every three days. Okay. Um, and I make Excellent. sure that I have a nice um, hyaluronic acid or something that's going to fortify uh, my skin for Perfect. strength and tightening and brightening. And then I put on a good moisturizer and I do wear sunscreen. Yes, In the ma'am. evening, I pretty much do the same thing. I may have a little uh, thicker night cream and no sunscreen for the evening, but I'm usually going to uh, do both in the morning and in the evening. Make it, I keep it simple. <laughs> yes, you get it done, Dr. Jada. You get it done. And you do yes. it quite well, if I may add, personal and professional opinion. So the last, I can't believe we're at the last question. Can you believe it? Yeah, I know. you're, you're I, awesome. You're amazing. Oh my, you're amazing. I mean, oh my gosh, this. Just, this flowed so, so just beautifully. So the last <laughs> question is the Fab Five. And I'm going to write them down because as I've been writing your pearls of wisdom throughout this interview, I'm sure I'll be writing down some more. So the Fab Five question is, what are your top five recommendations for living 
a holistically beautiful and fabulous life? Okay. The first one is to tell the truth Mm -hmm. to yourself. Just being honest with yourself opens up so much in the space of um, wellness, wholeness, and fulfillment. Yes. The second thing I would say is give yourself permission to be a priority. For some oh. people, being your first priority might be a big leap, but be become a priority and demonstrate your priority. The way that you demonstrate that, and I can take a, a, a little bit from the biblical text of where yes. your time and your treasure are, that's where your heart is. Mm. So your time and your treasure. So if you need to take self-inventory, do that. That would be the third thing is taking self-inventory, mm-hmm. taking your pulse regularly. How do I feel? And how do I how do my feelings translate into my body, into my choices, and how I experience life? So I really believe it's important to be in a space of self-inventory. One of the other things is to give yourself permission to switch up. Mm. It's okay to change the game. Just because this is how you've been or this is what you've tolerated or this is what you've endured for a long time, even for physicians, and I have, I've had to work through this myself, having a certain identity yeah. and being identifying one way or unilaterally or one dimensionally. Give yourself permission to de-identify, re-identify, or maybe even to identify for the very first time with who you really are and who you choose to be in this right now experience, this right now moment. I have to do that. Yes. If you do that, I believe we start the cycle of self-awareness, self-discovery, self-inventory, self-priority, self-love, self-care all over again. And it starts with telling the truth. I love that you said that. I'm going to only interrupt after this fourth one because people often ask me, you know, why did you start a podcast? And oh, okay, is your podcast about plastic surgery? And then I I have often said, "Um, actually, no, it's not about plastic surgery at all. I love what I do, but it's not like, it's not the thing that I'm pushing on people. So I started the forever fab podcast because fab stands for some of the things that I love so that I don't have to be, you know, this one dimensional plastic surgeon, or that's all I do. I'm really good at it, but that's all I do. Right. So it's about fashion, the art of living well, the art of wellness and beauty, all forms of beauty. So thank you for answering my question for me. Why did I start the Forever Fab podcast and what it's all about? Okay. And your number five, Dr. Jada. (laughs) Well, I thought I put a number five in there, but if I didn't, let me just say this one. Yes. Have fun. Yay. That's a good number five. That is a wonderful number five. Have fun. Fun. I yes, try to ma'am. factor fun into everything. That's a core tenet for me. Be willing to play, to have fun, to yes. be in the enjoyment of this experience. Have fun. And I have definitely had fun talking with you today on this Forever Fab podcast. Thank you so much for your time, your wisdom, your energy, your insights, your abundant, abundant presence even virtually this way. I feel it and it is very much appreciated. Awesome. This has been a delight and a pleasure. And thank you so much for trusting me with your community. I appreciate it. And I can hardly wait. 
Oh, well, I, yes, ma'am, there will be a next time. Thank you so much for your time and your energy. This brings us to our close of this week's Forever Fab podcast with my fabulous guest, Dr. Jada Moore Ruffin. Thank you, Dr. Jada. I very much look forward to the next time. And until then, stay beautiful, stay fabulous, stay holistically well, stay on point as you are inside and out. This brings us to our close of this week's episode of the Forever Fab podcast with my fabulous guest, Dr. Jada Moore Ruffin. What are you ready to shed? If you live in the Atlanta area, visit startwithreal.com. Virtual appointments are also available for those outside of Atlanta. And even if you don't live in Atlanta, check out Dr. Jada's salient points and wisdom. Visit startwithreal.com. That's start with real, R-E-A-L, dot com. You can also visit her practice website, which is startwithreal.com. Visit Dr. Jada on social at Dr. J-A-D-A-M-D. That's at Dr. Jada, M-D. If you want more of Dr. Jada's wisdom, get her book. And the book is called Girl, Get Ready to Lose the Damn Weight. It's available on amazon.com as well as girlgetreadybook.com. Again, the book is Girl, Get Ready to Lose the Damn Weight, available on Amazon, as well as girlgetreadybook.com. If you're struggling with weight loss, I hope this episode of MDTV on the Forever Fab podcast has provided you with valuable information to discuss with your doctor. Thank you for listening to this week's Forever Fab podcast episode. Until next time, stay beautiful inside and out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.